0: This week on Erotic Awakening, Tantra Revisited.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Don share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi Dawn. Hi Dan.
0: Do you believe in time travel? Woo! Yes, maybe. Well, in this case, we are traveling back to March of 2009. We're going to revisit an interview we did with Mark Michaels and Patricia Johnson on the Tantra. They actually have some uh, a new project coming up, and we I was looking. We've been talking about talking to them, and I got tired of waiting. So we're revisiting one of our old uh, interviews we did we did with them.
1: March of 2009 Episode 10, I believe it was Oh my god, so we started in January of 2009 then This is January of 2014 Five years hmm. Fifth year, fifth year anniversary Good gosh We're only two, epi- two episodes away From, from episode 300? 300? Yes. Wow, that's amazing stuff
0: Cool It is kind of funny but And it also means that those episodes from 9 and 10 When we listen to them, we're like Wow, this is awesome, who is this? Oh, we did that? Oh, okay, great. (laughs) Um, So before we get there, we do have a question of the day, though, and uh, we also, of course, have to announce that uh, tickets to the Power Exchange Summit are officially on sale to the rest of the world, so I I had some podcast listeners, some other early birds get theirs already, but if you have not already done so, head over to Power Exchange Summit's Dot org and buy your tickets before they are gone.
1: So, and the website's fabulous. So, lots of information about the presenters and other things that are going on. So, fabulous.
0: I will let the webmaster know that you like his work.
1: Okay. So, well, he can give it to me and I'll give it to him and I'll treat the news extra special. <laughs> uh, guess what we're doing Friday? what are we doing Friday? So, I didn't put it on the no- notes, but guess what we're doing Friday? Friday, Friday, what? Tomorrow, Sexapalooza. Oh, Sexapalooza's here in town. I Um, just heard an advertisement for it on the radio where if there's any kids in the car, oh my God, because they're talking (laughs) sex, 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 sex on the runway. You can go and have a private session in the dungeon in the dark. They're talking all this stuff on the radio, and I'm like... How cool! So for those uh, Columbus people,
0: uh, or in the Central Ohio area, Sex this weekend. You and I will be working mm-hmm. the dungeon Friday night. Friday nights, and when right. I say Friday night, I mean every fucking
1: minute of Friday, <laughs> Friday night. It'll um, be fun. I like meeting new people. It'll be a great
0: opportunity to meet people meet people that wouldn't normally go to an event. Uh, may, and we saw that last year. A lot of people that we don't see in the dungeon go to this because it's a vendor fair and mm-hmm. it's a little more safe. But that mm-hmm. still doesn't prevent them from sneaking into the dark, dark
1: recesses of the dungeon <laughs> and getting tied up to a St. Andrew's Cross. So I was just talking to someone a couple of nights ago that, um, darn it, nope, can't think of his name, Tattoo Guy. Yes. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, and um, this is how he found the community. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, was through Sexapalooza two years ago. So, hmm, what a way in. Awesome. So before we uh, get into our little
0: interview, we do have this question of the day we should knock out. Uh, and it's a question for you, so I hope that you are on top Uh-oh. of it. oh Okay. So this goes, I have a question for Dawn. When you first started to get into the BDSM, and even now, do you ever have a fantasy that really turned you on but scared you at the same time? If so, did you get, ever get past that fear and act out your fantasy?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, hell yes, and still do. <laughs> what
0: is your currently I'm afraid of fantasy?
1: My currently I'm afraid of fantasy? Oh my God, I know I have one.
0: Well, I just told you one last week. Did you? Yes, we arrive at a place where we are known as Dan and Dawn, the internet uh, radio show host and presenters. Uh-huh. And I say, uh, no, 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 that's not Dawn, that's my pet dog.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: You're, so I think that was. So you alluded to you were interested in the fantasy. At least your pussy was. Mm-hmm. But you still had a uh, some trepidation around that.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because there's that humiliation oh. part, and uh, you know, there's other things like the full, even the cling wrap suspension one. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we we've, yeah. we've built up to little pieces of that, but we haven't officially got me off the floor. You know, got my feet off the floor, except when you kicked them out from under me and made me slowly <laughs> <laughs> land on top of you because clean wrap stretches. But um, I also want to get into the air. And that one's still a little, little, little trepidation there. And then I have um, two opportunities to be a demo dolly coming up at an event in February. Right. And both of those, there's fear involved with both of those. Hmm. One of them is clothing bondage yeah. that gets cut off. So, but that's going to be like clothes around my neck and just things that are confining, yep. so with okay. my um with my whatever that's called yeah, 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 that's a little scary, and then the other one's squirting, oh. so I mean I've done fisting in front of a class before, but not squirting, and so that one's a little scary because I've never been able to squirt before, mm-hmm. you know i'm going to be in i'm going to be local if I get chosen it's a local event you know when you're out on the road it's no big deal blah 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 but you know local in front of your peeps and friends and everything Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of like in front of a room with your legs spread and someone's doing something to you and trying to make your body do something that it's never been (laughs) able to do before that's a little scary but you know I think she was more interested in do I get beyond it and do I get past the fear you know well, read sex stories and power exchange because a lot of the stories in there, you know, are about getting beyond the fear. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll, I'll give a clue as to which one of those stories is real: the witch hunt. Ah, uh, okay. That was a big fear. Mm-hmm. That took a couple of years to get beyond. So. So, what's
0: the key to get through those scary scenes?
1: Um. The key. Well, for one the fear turns me on. Mm-hmm. So here I've got this thing that's very scary, but it turns me on. And not only does it turn me on, but the fear itself turns me on. Um, I don't like to admit to that part. Usually That the fear itself turns me on, you know, and then it's just about doing it. And knowing you're going to be okay on the other side. Now, I'm lucky because I've got you pushing me. Mm-hmm. And most of my fear stories, you've listened to me talk about it time and time and time again and sharing the fantasy. And then you make it happen. Right. Or you tell me to make it happen and I make it happen. So um, so I've got that benefit as well as having a master that pushes me and doesn't let me be a wallflower. <laughs> it-
0: <laughs> Part of it is the fact that, you know, the relationship we have is a long term relationship. So if uh, I push you into a fear on a Thursday night, I'm still waking up with you on a Friday and a Saturday and a Sunday and a Monday. Right. So part of that support is that you're still there. Um, I think think, think that's part of it.
1: I think that's absolutely part of it. And you can do it in pieces or you can jump right in or, you know, you can desensitize yourself to something as well so that you can get beyond the fear. Mm -hmm. But to me, that cuts out most of the fun. Right. I don't want to be desensitized. You know, when you put vet wrap around my head and the claustrophobia starts kicking in Mm -hmm. and I have to trust you and breathe, Mm -hmm. that's part of the power kick for me. And not power, but power. I, I can't explain. So, but that's 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 part of it. And <laughs> she squirm's
0: in her chair. Well, you know what scares me?
1: Uh-oh, what's that?
0: Is that people won't take advantage of these awesome vendors or uh, god damn it. That was going to be great. That's going to be <laughs> Did you uh, mess up what you yes, were going to do? It up. That's going to be the greatest <laughs> spot ever. And I fucked it up. But so Uh-oh. I'm just going to go ahead and say <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex-positive community for over 10 years. You'll find it all at smittenkittenonline.com, and you're going to use Dan and Don and get yourself a 20% discount.
1: Awesome! I, I tell you, you if I didn't up, fuck huh? up
0: that <laughs> awesome promo I had going there, that's
1: where we should do. What a bargain! Oh, okay. 20% off. <laughs> what? Okay, good. Well, we'll, pitch that. we'll work that back into the act. Right.
0: That
1: was going to be your best line ever, though, huh? Oh, I was working on it. No, <laughs> well, fuck it. Uh, I see we do have a couple of new subscribers to the Erotic Awakening newsletter. We do. We have Penny from Pennsylvania. We given any
0: away anything on the newsletter lately.
1: No, we haven't. Oh, we should. We'll have to think of that. We'll have to look in the prize closet and see what's, see what's left. Out in there. <laughs> so we have Penny from Pennsylvania and Scarecrow from Maine. Awesome, awesome, and we've got people sending me tentacle links. Woohoo! <laughs> As always. <laughs> so oh, no, I see all the, the uh, two out of three. Of these are the classic link senders. Two out of three, but we do have a new one. We have Dolly, mm-hmm. who sent me. Um, she's the one that does it on Facebook, which is my Vanilla Space, <laughs> and she does it very lightly as in she'll just tag me on a picture. And this one was of a huge metal octopus ring that kind of wrapped around the person's hand. And I, I think it was supposed to be a pearl that was the octopus body on the finger. And um really pretty, really huge. And then Bungie sent me a link to the same ring and uh, void George, I love that void George, Mm -hmm. (laughs) sent me a picture of an octopus on a girl's body, Mm -hmm. which is really hot. But then he sent a picture of a radioactive squid washed up on the beach. And it's huge. (laughs) (laughs) It's huge. And I haven't quite figured out what i think about it yet <laughs> it's huge and it's squishy looking that, so thanks for the links guys could be a good thing i don't know huge i'm not and squishy. sure i'm not sure huge and squishy hmm. uh, okay i have no foods on boobs to report
0: but we did get a uh, a like via the Fet Life from autumn siren who uh, wrote us quite a nice message and also might be trucking through columbus one day as always if we are in the same neck of the woods you guys are whether you're coming to our neck or we're going to yours, uh, let us know.
1: We would love to get to meet our uh, some peoples. Awesome! And then I got a fet like from um, Daisy. So she just bought our book, and we'll be subscribing to the podcast. Is she? And uh,
0: so she's not subscribed to the podcast no,
1: yet. No, not. But she might be by now.
0: Oh, Daisy, I want to fuck you
1: like a whore. <laughs> or she might be already. Well, yeah. Okay, well, we <laughs> except we right didn't there. say her name on our new. Podcast oh, those are subscribers, not podcast listeners. Yes. We don't know who those are. No, we have no clue. So but she said she bought the book and she was talking about Living MS and um oh. l- I'm looking here. <laughs>
0: Sorry, Daisy. I thought you read the other book. Oh, Daisy, I want you <laughs> for me like so. uh,
1: We just move on. Yay, Daisy. So I'm looking at the box of books that uh-huh. I have next to me. That's left. This is all that's left out of our supplies of the two books. So I just ordered another another huge box full. And And oh, um, I had someone ask me last night. And the reason I bring that up is because at Monkey Puzzle Club last night, someone asked me. They're like, oh, well, if I buy your book on Amazon, do you get any of the money? <laughs> and I'm like, well we get like 20 cents and it takes 18 months to get to us so you know they're like oh well, would you prefer that we buy it from you in person yes so <laughs> i'll have this case of books coming in soon and as you guys see us um, as we're presenting from uh we got what 14 events coming up this year indeed if anybody sees us and wants a book we will have some on us and would you actually be able to sign it and shit absolutely so awesome well Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. So Winter Wickedness Convention is coming up February 7th and 8th, 2014, but the tickets are sold out. But if you want, you can get on the waiting list. But I also wanted to bring up that the Sexapalooza that we were talking about, Mm -hmm. they're the ones running the dungeon. So that'll be awesome. They put on a good time at the dungeon trying to show the newbies, all the little Little things you can do that are interesting in the dungeon. (laughs) So to find out more, go to adventuresinsexuality.org. You know, if you wanted to find out about this Tantra
0: thing we're about to talk about with uh, Patricia and Michael, Mm -hmm. but maybe you're like, well, Tantra's okay, but I need my sacred sexuality local, Mm -hmm. and I'm in Ohio or the surrounding areas, I see that Lynn and Julian are starting to collect students for their next uh, semester of the Path of the Kadishti uh... group the uh... that is our sacred, local sacred sexuality um, collective mm-hmm. and you can find out more information about that by going to the erotic awakening website and on the left menu, you'll see a POTQ link.
1: Nice, nice. And they based their class. Um, uh, one of them was a student of ours and has taken our teachings and very much elaborated Absolutely. and added a lot of stuff to it that's fabulous. And they're based out of Toledo, so they get students in from, you know, from Columbus and Cleveland and Detroit and just all over. So And it's a beautiful group of people. So Absolutely.
0: Oh, if, yeah, and we're very happy with it. They've taken that uh, under their wing and are mm-hmm. running with that.
1: I'm, yes, yes, yes. And the graduation usually ends up with a Scarlet Sanctuary here at Cope. So if you've ever heard of us talk about Sacred Touch and the Scarlet Sanctuary and things like that, that would be a great time to join us.
0: So, Dawn, if I wanted to send you a tentacle leak, link, when, where would I send it?
1: <laughs> me podcast, could I talk like man? I'm like, well, you could deliver it on the doorstep. but <laughs> <laughs> How about the rest Probably of the world? Probably easier. Yes. For, um, well, just send me an email at Dan dananddawn at Erotic Awakening. And you could go to the Got Comment form
0: on the web page to find our Facebook, FetLife, Twitter, and more.
1: Or you could call us and tell me a tentacle story. <laughs> you could do that, sure. 614-414-2072.
0: Other ways to contact us as well as where we will be presenting past podcast episodes, links to the newsletter, and all that other jazz can be found at eroticawakening.com.
1: Awesome, awesome. And that is about it before we tell you this very important news release. Yes, so um, I promised Master Jim that I would do the um, Early Registration Ends news release for South Plains. And South Plains Leather Fest is kind of special to us because that's the home of the International Master Slave title. And actually this year is the 25th anniversary. Of the International Master Slave title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, South Plains Leather Fest International Master Slave Weekend early registration ends January 19th, 2014. This takes place March 7th through 9th in Dallas, Texas. So, whether you're interested in master slave relationships, cutting edge SM, or both, you'll find what you're looking for at South Plains Leather Fest International Master Slave Weekend. South Plains offers a master slave track and a leather BDSM track both featuring top-level presenters. Visit their website for a full list of presenters and classes at www.southplainsleatherfest.com. Yeehaw! Yay, Master Jim and Slave Marsha, two of our favorites. Yep, they are wonderful people. So, So, um, beyond that, we would
0: ask that you uh, help us get the word out by rating us on iTunes, tweet about us, like us on the Facebook, and tell your friends. And uh, now, let's jump into our TARDIS And travel back in time. Awesome. Do you have any clue what we said or what kind of questions we asked them? Not a clue. I seem to remember being in my um, grumpy about Tantra (laughs)
2: classes uh,
0: phase, so I hope I wasn't too much of a dick. We'll see. No, I was kind of hoping you were to say, oh, no, honey, that's not like
1: me. Oh, no, that isn't like you. I'm sorry.
0: So we are uh, sitting here today with uh, Mark Michaels and Patricia Johnson. They are uh, Tantra teachers, and they have just come out with a new book, Tantra for Erotic Empowerment. And we're going to talk about that some. And where we're, taking, where we're doing this interview is a very fascinating place. We are currently in the Sexorama area of a major event, and it's all charged with all this erotic energy that's been happening here for the last couple of days.
1: Lots of colors and lots of drapery and sparkly stuff.
0: And speaking of sparkly stuff... <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Patricia, thank you for doing the interview with us today
3: yeah, Thanks, we're thanks happy for, to yeah, do it
2: <laughs> Thanks for having us
0: yeah. now, I understand you guys taught some classes this weekend as well
2: Yeah, three
0: Three uh, classes three classes. But what, what did we teach this weekend?
2: Um, the first class was the chakras and sexuality um, In which we, we examine the chakras and how they relate to sexuality in various ways um, People don't generally think that the chakras have a whole lot to do with sexuality but in fact each one has a sensory avenue and an action organ and various ways in which they interrelate and it's a great way to start um, exploring your sexuality methodically Then the second class was on uh, the tantric erogenous zones which is a system that our teacher brought to the west about uh, a little over 30 years ago and it's, a, again, a wonderful way to build sexual energy in your partner, uh, work systematically to build arousal, intensify the experience, um, and bring consciousness to lovemaking, which is something that is really kind of the core of tantric sexual practice.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then our uh, last class was Pleasure as Spiritual Practice. And um, that, that's what we see as the core of our spiritual practice is really... Um, seek all things that bring you pleasure or seek pleasure out of all things you are experiencing so mm-hmm. nice. you use that premise virtually every moment
2: and to, again to bring consciousness and intention to what you do because I think a lot of people have a negative view of pleasure that really has to do with the fact that they, people generally don't apply a lot of consciousness and awareness to the pursuit of pleasure, it can be a way of checking out rather than checking in so we really emphasize focusing intently and knowing yourself and knowing what brings you pleasure and then using that as a tool to um, have spiritual, more of a spiritual consciousness.
3: Ironically, I mean, knowing yourself and knowing what brings you pleasure, it can be, as you explore that, it can be a very different picture than what is presented to you by, say, Hollywood or popular TV. And you're like, wait a minute, you know, I don't really like that. I think I like something very, very different, and mm-hmm. it's it's a real important exploration to do.
0: So are you implying it's not all about my genitals slamming into your genitals?
3: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it really
2: depends. I mean, if that's what you like, then you know, <laughs> if that's what you like. But, but it's
3: nice to know that you, know, you have other options and you're choosing that mm-hmm. at that moment. As so many people don't have any other option or ability to explore in different ways.
0: How did you guys get started with the whole Tantra path?
2: Well, I I had read about it back in the 80s when kind of the first wave of Tantra books really started to be popular. And I got a couple of them, and I sort of looked through them, and they really didn't make a lot of sense to me at the Mm -hmm. time. Um, Some years later, I went through a divorce, and my interest got rekindled, and I thought, okay, I'm really going to try and explore this. And so I, I went to... California and, and worked with a teacher there for a while um, and gradually got into it more and more deeply and started exploring the, the more authentic traditional roots of it as well. Um, and, and that's how we met our teacher at a point where we wanted to get into the traditional aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now at a place where we're trying to um, take that tradition and reinterpret it in a way that remains rooted, but also is applicable for people who live in a culture that's very, very different from where Tantra emerged.
3: I started reading about Tantra um, in my college years after I had some sexual experiences. I was really blown away by this sense of potential and something really profound going on, and I wanted to find a system in which I could cultivate and harness whatever this was, and I could find it in western sex, sex magic and Taoist practices and in tantra and um I just started reading and I think once you know a little bit about it you virtually, you just start practicing and you you I went through years and my partners um will you know the guys in their 20s and I would bring it up hey what do you think about this and they would go ah you know <laughs> and so I was like okay I'm not going to talk about this I'm going to keep on studying it on my own and um at some point I was ready to really study it formally and um went to a lecture and it turned out to be the first public lecture he gave after finishing a teacher's training so um must have been a heck of a lecture.
2: Ten years later.
3: Oh, gosh. I wasn't looking for a husband, or I wasn't looking to write any books. That was, sure, was certain. And, yeah, it's powerful stuff.
0: Very cool. And I want to talk about the books you guys have put out together some. But before we leave Tantra, if I wanted to go learn Tantra, there's, is there, I take it, and we're not going to do the big history of Tantra right now, but there's different traditions, lineages, different places to learn Tantra it seems like a lot of the schools are in the West in California or Hawaii or Hawaii which is wonderful if I lived in Hawaii or California I would love the excuse to move that way you said that's where you learned do you see it's is that an old thought of mine and it's really starting to move further to, across the United States is it
2: something that's really pipelating across um, it's it's certainly certainly when I started studying there were really just a handful of teachers and outside of California and Hawaii there were I mean there was one in New York as Mm -hmm. far as I know at the time and um, there are now many many more people teaching Tantra. I don't really think that's a good thing though uh, because kind of what's happened is that anybody can just go out and say I'm a Tantra teacher Mm -hmm. without having studied it without knowing anything about what the tradition is and just emphasizing sacred sexuality which is only a a tiny piece of what Tantra really is all about in fact, uh, a small percentage, something like 5% of the actual texts talk about sexual activity at all it's really, it's a comprehensive approach to living your life sex is part of that and the great thing is that it recognizes the sacredness of sex but what's happened with a lot of the Western teachers, and it was the doorway for me and and for Patricia as well. They
3: promise better sexuality, and regardless of what someone is teaching, they'll just call it Tantra, Mm because that is sort of what the word has come to mean, is I take a a Tantra class, I'm learning to have better sex or enjoy sexuality more.
2: And that certainly can happen, and it's a great thing, you know, don't get me wrong, we're we're not down on sex and, and people improving their sex lives. It's just unfortunate that this really amazing tradition that's that's quite complex and and varied has been reduced down to something that you know people are using it to sell stuff a lot and Mm -hmm. um, it for us I think it's a struggle to try and reach people but also to, to and, and to, to pro- provide the information in a way that's accessible to people in our culture, but also to keep our roots in, in the authentic tradition.
0: But that really, doesn't that, implies, though, that a lot of people are interested in a better, in reaching for something for that sex life. I know you guys present nationally, and I get the impression you're pretty busy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, people and, and are pretty curious, then.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things that we're, we're very interested in and one of the reasons we're here at this event is in reaching people who might not otherwise recognize that Tantra is something for them, to get out of kind of the New Age ghetto, for want of a better <laughs> term, and, and to reach people who are sexual adventurers who maybe want to take things to a higher level to, bring, to deepen their, their sexuality and discover other aspects and, and apply it in other aspects of their lives um we don't do that much on kind of the new age circuit or we haven't been lately yeah um we've we've been doing stuff more at um alternative adult bookstores um events like this one um that just seems to be a really fruitful place to, to this reach seems people. to be the
1: area where people are interested in finding out about themselves and their authentic selves and stuff so maybe easier to reach yeah they're more open
2: and and the thing is that you know people who are sort of on the sexual fringe aren't looking for a thrill they they know how to get their thrills generally speaking right.
3: they want they want to get more out of their thrills right and and have them more more predictable and you know tools that sort of guarantee or really increase that um, the probability of having really great experiences
2: and the the thrill thing was was getting kind of tiresome for us for a long time we would get Phone calls from people who are, you know, I'm in town for the weekend. Can I have a session? Or what's Patricia's hey, you know, cell phone number? You know? <laughs> um, or or we get we get emails that are like, well, are you naked in your classes? And you know, so it, if they're asking that question up front, you know, they're just it's not for them, right? You know, and and so the nice thing about being at an event like this one is that. All of that kind of stuff is out of the way, and,
3: right. and we people don't care if the...
2: we're naked or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. and
3: we can get to the very, very interesting stuff and the subtle stuff that maybe some people were, would almost find boring, I think. Without them knowing their own
0: selves that much. I think people would be surprised to find that in in events like these, alternative sexuality events like that, that a lot of people are coming. They're bringing their notebooks and their pens and they're sitting there as students, writing down things that are occurring and what you're saying and looking for good references. Uh, I think from externally, people see these events as, oh, let's just, uh, it's a lot of slap and tickle. And uh, I think, uh, would you say a lot of people that are coming through your classes are primarily coming through for just to be students
3: oh most definitely yeah
2: no I mean we have yeah it's it's quite stunning really and and especially this year we've been we've been coming to this event now for five or six years the the number of people who came to our classes was bigger than it's ever been (laughs) Mm -hmm. we've had people who've who've been to some of them they've come back for the third or fourth time because they're getting deeper and deeper subtleties in the information that we're providing And the the seriousness of people, I mean, people are, you know, they're out late at night doing whatever and they come to our class at 1030 in the morning and, you know, and the room is packed. It's, it's, it's wonderful. And I think there's been an evolution even within this event, you know, into that kind of much more uh, serious interest in learning stuff.
1: Right. Well, you can only take the play so far, it seems like, and then it's like, what's next? So like you were saying, getting into the deeper pieces, you know, and the subtleties of what can be done with whatever they're already doing. So that's what they're trying to find now.
0: Yeah. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing to see. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting here with a book in my hand, Tantra for Erotic Empowerment, The Key to Enriching Your, Enriching Your Sexual Life. Uh, tell me about the book.
3: Well, it was first. Um, gosh, we first started offering uh, about a third of the content as an online course, and again, we we both were attracted to tantra in the beginning to enrich our sexual lives, and so we we thought, well, um, rather than uh, jump in with the esoteric, let's have people start through that door, and, and let you know. Then they they tend to go into more. Um, a complex study of tantra after they finished the course, in the rea- the reactions were so amazing. So...
2: Yeah, I mean it, it was a challenging course, and a lot of people a lot of people would sign up and never even they'd fill out the registration form and never do a single lesson or a little bit um, of, the
3: gym yeah, it's kind of the gym
2: membership thing yeah. but the people who
3: <laughs> ouch <laughs> i
1: just joined the gym
2: the people who actually did the course really felt like it was a transformational experience and so um we decided to expand it and and really make it into a book and it it's changed a lot from from what the original course was. But one of the things that we do is we begin each week with, or we each exercise, there's a daily practice with a meditation based on or derived from a traditional tantric text. So people people are actually getting exposed to authentic tantric information that way. Then there's a large amount of... the material is sort of theoretical, social commentary so that people can get an understanding of what Tantra is about without getting into the chakras and a lot of the more esoteric things that for a new person could be very off-putting. And then there are exercises that are designed to um, help people discover themselves as, as human beings and as sexual beings. The idea that the more you can connect with yourself as a sexual being and know that person deeply, the more empowered you're going to be in your life in general.
3: It virtually affects every area of your life, just knowing yourself on that level. and I mean, otherwise, I think people are just a little fragmented. You know, there's, there's a part of insight. I mean, our sexuality is a core, our, you know, the marrow of our bones, and if it's, A part of you that you really don't know it's sort of lurking or it's a little off on the side it's not knitted it's not integrated and I can't help but feel that that affects everything just the way you are in the world Mm
2: -hmm. and what we've done I think is there's a lot of a lot of the more esoteric stuff is in this book but it's it's buried and it, we kind of we kind of take people there without telling them that that's what we're doing mm-hmm. and I I think it works quite well I mean again the responses from people who actually are doing the the practices you know they're they're quite profound
3: and the book won a USA book news best book for 2008 in sexuality category so we're very fabulous. proud of that fabulous
2: yeah I'm, I'm
0: sure that's a Um, difficult one to win so there seems to be a fair number of books about sexuality out there so that's great Um, and this isn't your first book
2: right our first book is called The Essence of Tantric Sexuality and it's based on lectures that our teacher whose name is Dr. John Mumford or Swami Ananda Kapila Saraswati uh, lectures that he gave in the mid 70s that were probably the first time that an initiated Swami had talked about sexual Tantra publicly in the West. And that material influenced just about everybody who's teaching Tantra these days. Some people borrowed large chunks of his material without acknowledging him. and. So Patricia got the idea that we should make a book out of it and I'll let her take the story from there
3: like hours and hours of tapes, um, and he speaks very fast and parenthetically, and <laughs> it was quite an undertaking, but i I'm, I'm um it just seemed like it needed to happen, and it needed to be ironed out into book form in a linear form and updated and really attributed to him so we,
2: so we we rewrote the lectures and, and reorganized them, keeping all the original content, but putting them in a form that would be more suitable for a book. We got some additional input from him on some of the materials so that some things that were in the lectures gets a lot more fleshed out in the book. And we added in here and there our own perspectives as well. So it's kind of a funny little collaboration That happened over a a period of 30 30 years
3: years. Very
0: neat I I guess I do want to ask a question That I'm sure that some of our listeners Are hoping to hear Is what about the sex And we talk about it's not all sex But is there an example Like that old story Oh Sting has learned Tantra And lasts for 8 hours now
2: (laughs) Well he later said that included dinner and a movie
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs>
2: and then he went on to say and then we'll get to the sex but then he went on to say that this was a couple of years ago he said he regretted that whole statement and everything and he said Trudy is his wife is his church and he didn't really like to talk about tantra beyond saying that and I think when he when he made that amendment to his previous comment he really was getting a lot closer to what you know the spirit of tantra is, is, and sexual tantra is really all about. It's about bringing an attitude of reverence and worship into your sexuality.
3: The important part about using your sexuality as a as a, a spiritual practice is that at the point of orgasm, for most people, it's a state in which you achieve union. Your your ego melts. You lose a sense of yourself. You feel a merger with your partner and possibly with all that is. And that's such an important. Um, keystone and doorway to work with and that's what a lot of the sexual practices of tantra are about they seem a little um, complex and convoluted but really what we're doing is taking that moment and we're stretching it and expanding Mm -hmm. it and accessing it literally before the point of orgasm and what happens is once you start to access it and you go into orgasm that door stays open and you're, you're there for a long time afterwards, so that it, it really becomes um, wonderful, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so,
2: so the reason for the seven or hour, eight hours or whatever it was is that by prolonging the arousal phase, and it really, I mean, we say a half an hour is, is kind of the minimum,
3: and at by, least when
2: you're starting out.
3: By arousal, we, we It doesn't mean,
2: necessarily mean intercourse.
3: Yeah, any, any form of arousal that gets you...
2: So if you're in a state of sexual arousal for 30 minutes or more, you go through certain physiological changes that then affect your consciousness. And that's what tantric sexual practice is about. It's about creating altered states of consciousness through using your own body to do that. Mm -hmm. And the key is extending arousal. Once you're a little more skilled at it, you don't have to necessarily extend it for as long. It's because it's also about the pitch of the arousal. So if you stay for 10 minutes, say, at a People very, high level. People ask us, like, level.
3: do you guys have quickies? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're nice sometimes. <laughs>
2: so if you stay at that high level of arousal, even for a period of 10 minutes or so, and you're surfing at the edge of orgasm there, you can go into that altered state in a, in a much briefer period of time. Um, so people have this idea that tantric sex has to last forever and it's much more One one aspect of it is being aware and conscious and intentional in what you're doing and the other aspect is in knowing your energy and working with that energy again deliberately so that you can create this change in consciousness and as you get more skilled the time element becomes less of a factor I'm not saying it goes away altogether mm-hmm. but um, I think that's an unfortunate, you know, idea that's, that's gotten out into the popular culture, that it's all about Be lasting. Being like
3: slow and lasting for a long time. And, and I'm sorry, people don't have time. And there, there's really practices that just take two or three minutes that will help you gain access to these states.
2: And the other thing is that, you know, if you're, if you're into just lasting for a long time, then it becomes a, a performance for one thing, and for another, you may not have a high enough level of arousal to to create the change in consciousness that's happening so um, if you just are kind of going on and on and on, you may not be doing what you know you, you may not be be doing what needs to be done to have the mystical experience that we're talking about
0: I've noticed uh, on occasions Don and I have an open relationship and I have the opportunity to watch her with other men on occasion and Sometimes uh, she'll be with someone who's just going and going and going and going and it's it does you're quite correct It doesn't require that there's arousal. It just becomes this boring. Okay, let's move on to something new Let's try something else very much what you're saying makes sense. I
2: think men you know often will keep their level of arousal down in order to last and as a result of that they really miss out they're, on and they're a, starting a whole to dampen
1: lot. their arousal so they start thinking of baseball instead of what they've got and mm-hmm. then they're not they're there I mean, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, right
3: and it's more worth it to get into a higher level and mm-hmm. risk risk having an orgasm and maybe having to take a break before you start again or or just waiting till another time it's better to get at a higher state mm-hmm. i agree yeah <laughs>
0: Guilty pleasure stage show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club, bring you quality BDSM parties and kick presentations from local. And nationwide kink
1: presenters. Join the Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club crew for Fetish 4 Play Friday every third Friday of the month. Start the new year off with a giggle at kinky laughing yoga, taught by Boy Chris of Indy on January 17, 2014. Located at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio, Fetish 4 Play Friday provides new and engaging kink classes, followed immediately by BDSM themed play parties. Come oh. out and experience kink and community at this laid-back, erotic event. Class begins at 8 p.m. with Play Party immediately yeah. following. And Ginger's not allowed. She uses <laughs> teeth.
0: Immediate. Columbus area, and you're not a fuckwad, go to the Monkey Puzzle Club every Wednesday at the room at Columbus Insight Center. And for Cutting Edge kink classes brought to you by novice presenters and seasoned BDSM presenters education, me speak backwards now, Yoda, life might be puzzle club. <laughs> Classes always start at 8pm immediately followed by hands-on guided practice sessions with members of the Guilty Pleasures and
1: NPC Crews as well as community members eager to help. Follow them on Twitter at monkeypuzzleOH or search the Monkey Puzzle Club and look for our Curious Monkey logo. You can also find both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for up-to-the-minute announcements and discussions. Yay. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. Oh my god! What? Go she's <laughs> her! Is that a doggy? Yeah. She's, she's, she's dog. cute. Yeah. Help oh, break I it up. I'm to stop
3: recording. <laughs>